are listening to Prickly and Blooming, brought to you by LaJoy Society. And now, your hostess, Jesse Browning. All right, all right, all right. We are truly winding down season three, and it's been a big season. You know, we hit 10,000 downloads. We are pulling in reviews and rates on the show. Lots of gnomes are running around with their cute little triangular hat now. They're emerging from the forest. Once a, a gremlin, I guess, now a gnome because people are rating the show. And there's merchandise again. I'll mention that. It's on the website. There's a whole merch page. So go go check it out. Hit it up. Everything just helps me produce the show. Nothing in life is free. And so there's costs associated with this, you know. So anything that you buy helps me um, produce the show. And that's fucking awesome. Thank you for doing that. I really appreciate it. And what else? What else? What else? I don't know. I think that's it for the business. Is that it for the business? We just got a couple more episodes left. You know, the last episode, we're going to check in with season two guest. I'm really excited. We did this at the end of season two with the season one guest, and I'm so excited to give you updates and just check-ins or just just gab with some people we met already. Um, so without further ado, let's talk about this week. This week, we got a firecracker coming at us from north of the border. <laughs> Tracy Clark is a dynamo. We had a fucking great time. We had a great time. Wait till you hear her fucking story. You guys, I, 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 uh, from the minute, <laughs> the minute she was born, it's been a trauma. No, it was. It's not been. It was traumatic. The first decade of her life was filled with so much trauma that, it, look, I just did, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> can't even find the words. There was a kidnapping. There was a kidnapping. So I, I just, I can't spoil this anymore. I can't spoil this. You've got to go hear Tracy's story and know about her life. So that's it. Let's go meet Tracy. Cool. Yeah, that's how. That's, <laughs> we see what you get. Same, here, yeah. same, <laughs> same. Look, hey everyone, I got Tracy yeah, with me today. Me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's her. Yeah, like to have a good time. So, yeah. So Tracy, uh, I like to ask people tell us a little bit about. I hit start by the way. <laughs> tell us a little bit about yourself before we hear a lot about you. So what what do we need to know about you before we hear your story? What do you need to know uh, people. I, okay, everybody asks me first. What do you call yourself? I don't even know. Now I'm like high impact energy coach. Um, you know what? I I what do you want to know? I ha- why does it say reverend? Yeah, I'm a reverend, what? a non-denominational <laughs> reverend. Oh, yes, I am. Okay. Um, it's, it's whatever okay. the God of the understanding is to you. If it's Bokaroo, it's Bokaroo. I have no judgment on that whatsoever. So cool. yeah, you know what? I live in the world of energy medicine and shifting mm-hmm. energy and elevating people's lives because I did it myself and I literally I teach and I what I walk through and did in my own world and my own life. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I like to have a lot of fun and I think life now is meant to be enjoyed and played because 98% of my life was misery and depression. So I don't live there anymore. <laughs> so I like people to know that, you know, I, I love, I love to serve and that's what I spend my time doing, serving communities and people around the world to, to just let them see. And we've been in dark times, you know, we we're talking about that before we got on here. It's been dark times and mm-hmm. we need to have a little bit of that, that hope and that trust that we're moving to something better because humans are good people. We're like all this stuff you see on yes. the news. It's like 2% of the population. Like humans are good mm-hmm. people. We will help each other out. We will help our neighbors. And we forget that mm-hmm. sometimes. So I like to remind people that we're yep. good people. We are very good people around the world. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's, excuse me, the silent majority. It's like the vocal, like the, uh, like a, or a, what would you want to, not vocal, but like a, a in the news, what would be a word for it? Like uh, the uh, chaotic minority? The news is, there we go. I don't even know what you put <laughs> yeah. their camp in. I don't watch it anymore. I stopped. And actually when I stopped watching right. it, I was like, oh, I don't feel anxious anymore. What's going on? Uh-huh. <laughs> I feel happier. Mm-hmm. Oh, not denial, but I don't need to. As he turned it on mm-hmm. once a year, exactly. you kind of say, oh, not much has changed since last year, according to the news. Yeah. yeah. 
Yep. (laughs) Totally. Totally. So tell us, let's start. Like we have this, we have, I have so many, you know, metaphors, if you will, you know, this can't be my life, just not this. Uh, This wasn't the plan or that moment when the pain of changing was less than the pain of staying, you know, all, all those, I love them all. Yeah. So tell us, I think you have a couple. We went over this for a second. (laughs) Just like boom, boom, boom. <laughs> boom, boom. Well, what, what are your well, moments? Well, I was a really slow learner. I've had three near-death experiences. So I was a very slow learner of just get me out of here. Don't want to be here. Are you, are you yeah, part feline? exactly. <laughs> I should have nine lives, right? So after the yes, third one, yes. and actually someone the other day said, that could be classified as a near-death. So that's actually four. And I'm like, oh, great. I didn't even look <gasps> oh. at it that way, right? So th- thanks for the comments. And basically, uh, uh, my big aha moment was where I had to get real mm-hmm. was after a trip to, I lived in the medical community from time I was born with sickness, illness, all that body was feeling after a trip to the doctor and, Mm -hmm. um, which was regular Mm -hmm. for me. And, uh, Mm -hmm. they said, basically your body's failing. I have two Mm -hmm. little kids in tow. They're like, nothing more we can do for you. Live with it. Mm -hmm. I was in so much pain and suffering. I'd just gone through a nasty divorce. And I'm like, and I looked at the one doctor and I said, what are you saying? They're like, your body's Mm -hmm. failing. This is you're sailing and it's crashing. And you're like, yep, nothing we can do for you. So I'm like, you're saying I'm going to actually die. Yeah. And they were, and they literally, he's like, yeah, I don't even think so. Back then I was like 32. So he said, I would never see mm-hmm. probably 50. Well, I turned 50 and I'm healthy wow. and happy and fine. But to even say that out of somebody's mouth. So I went home and cried uh-huh. and bawled as a single mom who took care of her children. I had no help, no mm-hmm. financial support, nothing. I cried. And I literally looked at my kids. They saved my life. And I said, okay, I got to do something different. This isn't going to work. I have to do something different. That was, I call it joke, mm-hmm. my come to Jesus moment. I don't mean that on a religious sense. I yep. mean, that was like, I literally was on the floor mm-hmm. bawling going, what am I going to do? Like, I don't, I didn't believe in anything. Didn't believe in nothing. Like, don't tell me at that point, there's mm-hmm. a spirit or a guide or a divine or a God, don't, nothing, or energy nothing, or, energy, right. nothing, mm-hmm. nothing. Like, don't even tell me anything. Yeah, that hit me for a while. I was super depressed. Like I couldn't even get out of bed after that for a long time. And then, but that was the turning point of, all right, Tracy, if there's nothing that they can do and you've lived here since you were born in this system, what are you going to do? That was a question I started asking right. myself because I couldn't leave my little babies. So I didn't want to leave them. Yeah. 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 Wow. So let's back up. Were you born into I was. trauma? Yeah, I was born, um, I had, uh, so my hips and legs weren't attached. I had a crushed nervous system. And at the time they didn't know, but my stomach valve was sealed shut. And I have a very bad case of pectus evectin. So my rib cage never stopped. I have a big hole in the middle of my chest. And um, they didn't know what was wrong with me. They kept saying, well, maybe, Mm -hmm. you know, they sent me home first. My mom was saying they sent me home with pills, but I kept throwing up, throwing up, throwing up. So eventually... They, mm-hmm. as they cast the bottom of me, they ended up putting me, strapping me to a bed and they could only feed me through my head because that's the only way they could find a vein. Mm-hmm. And so this went on actually for a few months. And she said, they told her, wow. prepare, you're going to die. Mm-hmm. She's going to die. And then magically, we were in a small town. This doctor came and one of the health clinic ladies said to her, there's a doctor in town that he's from the big city because we were in a little town, maybe able to help her. And apparently now, if they would recognize that right away. Back then, not so much. Stomach valve closed, and it happens more in boys than girls. So he's like, I think I know what's going on. So they were able to open up my stomach, but that's great so I could eat. But then from there, it was a litany of like, I lived on a mask to breathe. I was allergic to everything. At five, I had ulcers, diverticulitis, irritable bowel, they labeled. Like, that's what they would label. Now, all these stomach mm-hmm. issues. And because I my nerve system was damaged, I walked around like a like I was having seizures. So my eyes, my the arms, my head would shake. I was in pain all the time. Neurologists were always like, okay, it's a tick or it's a tremor. Like, they could never diagnose anything. And mm-hmm. that's just how I started. So I had all that trauma and then from there, mm-hmm. you know, your parents are divorced and then I go to, I got kidnapped and then I had all this weird stuff just happened. So more trauma, what? more trauma, <laughs> more trauma. Yeah, I was five, like more trauma. I got hit by a car oh. and I was, they thought I was dead. More trauma, like all within this like zero to seven age range, right? So wow, you, you know how they say you get your, your prints from zero to seven? Oh, my imprinting was uh-huh. like, oh God. <laughs> 
<laughs> it wasn't even a print. It was you were in stomped on. I, mean, I don't like, know what. Like that's why I kept trying to say I'm gonna I'm gonna go. And my my near death experience was at seven. Like I'm here in the in the hospital, mm-hmm. and they're like, she can't breathe. Let's give her a really small dose of medicine, and they flatlined me. Like I literally was flatlined. So they had to crash guard me. So it's like I said to my mom, she goes, I, you just kept trying to leave, and you were so sick and so frail, <laughs> and then all this stuff from zero to seven. So then as I get older, and you start reading and learning and understanding i'm like oh no wonder i kept saying take me out i'm not going to be here and you're afraid of the Mm -hmm. world and Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. it was a lot in a very short period of time which you can imagine just led to more chaos and drama and trauma (laughs) it was like yes yeah (laughs) yeah okay i'm gonna have to go back for a second (laughs) i'll just dump it all there you go yeah good good there we go now i'll come back Okay, how were you almost kidnapped? Um, I was we'll actually kidnapped, there. yeah. Uh, I was five, oh. I was. Oh, you no, I was. were kidnapped. Yeah, yeah, it, very okay. weird. So um, talk about when you're intuitive and like, I didn't realize I, I was a big feeler. Of course, I didn't realize that until mm-hmm. later. So when I would get these really bad stomach aches when people would come around mm-hmm. that I just mm-hmm. didn't feel good. Anyways, there was this very strange guy in our community. I kept saying to my mom, of course, she's going through her own trauma mm-hmm. and she's going through her own divorce mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And um, I kept saying, that guy really bothers me. Mommy scares me. Oh, you're mm-hmm. just don't worry about ah, you know. I'm like, he scares me. There's something. And I'd seen him around the area a fair bit. I'm like, he scares me. Mm-hmm. So fast forward, my down the way, my sister and I, we went to the park with a friend. Like, thank, I don't know, God, universe puts things in the way. So anyways, a friend that we were with, she was an afterthought, you know, the seven-year-old whose brothers are 21. Or like 20. And, yeah. uh-huh. and so she was the oopsie, yep. but thank God she was because she got us out of this. She, um, they were biker. Her brothers were bikers. So they were really tough. You can imagine in the 70s, they like uh-huh. had their little leather coat. They were like yes. really tough, right? Easy rider. Oh, yeah, that was yeah. them. And her mom would look wow. after us every once in a while. So we went to this park. And this guy that made me very uneasy, he grabbed Mm -hmm. me and he had a gun, he grabbed me. And I obviously scream and my sister and her commie Mm -hmm. grabs them. So to fast forward through it all, there was a lot of homes being built in that area or what we call back Mm -hmm. then, you know, probably a lot was three, (laughs) but uh, back in the (laughs) seventies. But um, he took us to, you know, when they're building a house and you've got the basement cleaned out and they just uh-huh. put the weeping tile in so he took us yep. yeah to the basement he actually tried to rape the older girl that's what he was trying to do that was with the mm-hmm. bikers this girl i'll tell you she was so smart as we fast forward in the things he was doing i don't need to get into all that but she i remember she looked to my sister and she said i'm gonna run i'm gonna run like i'm gonna run mm-hmm. and he was mm-hmm. like just out of his mind. Anyway, so she does, and he loses his stuff. So he loses it, chases mm-hmm. after her because he doesn't want her to get away. My older mm-hmm. sister climbed out the dugout, but I was so frail she couldn't get me out. And she kept saying, oh. I'm going to come back, I'm going to come back, I'm going to go get help. Like, we're just little kids, like little five kids, and seven. Yeah. Like, they're seven, I'm yeah. five. I can't breathe. I'm hyperventilating because I need, you know, I'm like, <gasps> at all. But it was interesting because he came back. He was so angry, so angry. Mm-hmm. And he grabbed me by the back of my head and he dragged me out of that house. And he, I could hear the sirens coming at that point because there was so mm-hmm. much yelling. Mm-hmm. And he threw my head into the into the dirt and he put his gun in the back of my head and he was yelling and screaming. He had a dog. I just backed out. That was it. I blacked out. But from there, it led to, it was interesting, like a lot of other trauma abandonment because my mom couldn't deal with it. The cop had told her when mm-hmm. they all came, they're like, they took him away. He went to some mental institution. And my mom, to this day, she still has a hard time. I'm like, mom, it's all you could do, cope about it. But she said, all she would ever say is the cop said, if that was my kid, I would have offed the guy. Like I would have just come and taken care of him, right? And, and I get it, heat yeah. of the moment, whatever, right, wrong, it's not about that. But she still, mm-hmm. so what her reaction was, was, I'm going to put you in your bed. We don't talk about this. So can you imagine? Like, I just, I would I would pile hundreds of stuffed animals on me at stuffed night. Stuffed animals? I would cry. Mm-hmm. All night. I was afraid of the whole world, but I wasn't allowed to talk about it. So it created this whole abandonment issue mm-hmm. in me. So not only did yep. I just lose my yep. dad in the divorce, which that was a whole other, like yep. my, my, my dad, how that all went down. Like, even when I talk about people are like, what? Who who does that? I'm like, I don't know. My dad got creative. The way he kicked us out of the house at midnight was creative. So it was, but all these abandonment things. So my whole world was, okay, I'll just create more abandonment and let's keep finding mm-hmm. people in places that are abandoning. 
And um, yeah, so it created all this other stuff. And, you know, it's just, I, I get it. I get it. My mom was traumatized. I get she couldn't, you, you know, she just couldn't say anymore. But she couldn't, right. It's not something you hear too often. People are like, where'd you grow up? Like some, uh, some crazy country. And I'm like, no, that was in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. I'm like a little province uh, just in Canada. Rural Canada. Rural right. Canada. Yeah. Like, you know, a couple hundred thousand people live there. They're like, but there was some, yeah, weird, weird stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Weird. Yeah, and I feel like we have evolved. At this point, if that happened to a child, oh. there would be services offered. But back, <laughs> there was back no, then, there was no. They didn't label things PTSD. Nothing. They didn't label things as no. trauma help. No. They were like no. nothing. Like there was. N- they just were like, oh, we got you home. You're safe. you got it, and we're not going to talk about yeah. it because in the seventies, nobody yes. talked about how they felt. Nobody talked yet. about anything. If, if that yeah. was our kids and now, we'd be like, oh my god, come in here. Okay, where do we need to take you? Let's yeah, take you. What can we? Yeah. yeah, how can we process this? Yeah, and I. Well, you know, to your credit, it's because people like you went through things like that and didn't have any yeah. help and that we've learned like yeah. to do better in those moments. Yeah. And, you know, there would be somebody there to help your mom, you know, yes. hopefully. Yeah. No. Yeah, to help no, <laughs> you know? but yeah, to help the parents through it because it's traumatizing. Because yes. then as a parent, I know she can't talk about it, but I also know doing what I'm doing. I look at her, she felt guilty. She felt that that, you know, why didn't I listen to you? Like all these own Mm -hmm. of her own emotions as a mother, like I kept telling her, don't worry about it. You're too sensitive. Like I know all that came up with her and she Mm -hmm. said it in a roundabout way. So, you know, I'm, she just did the best she could. She didn't have any coping skills either. Right. Yeah. And so, and all the like, let's like, let's say the work, you know, I'm doing like the work to keep you alive. Oh yeah. You know, medically, to five and then yeah. something like that happens yeah. she's like fuck that like I she can't was even deal she with was this. like oh, well she was exhausted yeah. and she already had her own trauma yes. because she went mm-hmm. through when i was i was just i guess it was about two three just about three years old she mm-hmm. her and my dad were having these problems so this isn't a very long time frame and then she no. went to germany to visit her mom and my dad sends her a note a note so think of the 70s you didn't have phone, long distance calls. We had no technology. She gets a letter saying, I've decided the marriage is over. I've moved my girlfriend in. So don't come back. Okay. So she's in Germany. So she gets a note. So she has to get on a plane, come back. She comes back. And after this long trek, she sees us in the middle of the night. He's like, bye. He kicks us all out in the middle of the night. So here's a, you know, so she has her own, like a match. So we end up being kicked out of the house yeah. because he just decides yeah. that's the easier way to do it, you know? So mm-hmm. she's dealing with all of this stuff. And so, you know, I had to go. I sure I didn't get it until later. And I was like, you know, I'm I'm close with my yeah, mom. Yeah, no, you wouldn't understand. I get it yeah. now. My mom are really close. And, you know, she's she's gone through so she had all that trauma. Then she had her own teenage trauma that she had that didn't look at, <laughs> right? So hey, she does the best we just do the best we can. That's all we can do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We just didn't have those yeah. skills. Yeah. No, we didn't, and 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 now I feel like we're we're all we're all doing trying to learn and do better. Yeah, Hi, Charlie. Charlie heard it. Charlie heard a bang. He goes, "That's my little puppy." Yeah, he's he yes. hears. He wants to let you know if he thinks he hears a robber or something, even though that's not happening. Yes. Yeah, a bang. Oh no. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So you got hit by a car? I did. I caught that um, as well. Yeah, I was in kindergarten. I was actually halfway through kindergarten, so I would have been five and a half. So okay, I was going to say you were. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I was uh, riding my bike home, and uh, I was crossing from one sidewalk to the other. And this guy flipped his car around, and he got too fast, (gasps) and he hit me bang on. And so you know, I fly Mm -hmm. up on the on the hood and roll down. He mm -hmm. he just missed me by driving over me. Thank God those cars back then in the seventies were really slow. And uh, I remember it because I remember the nice teacher that I actually liked in the school. It was outside Mm -hmm. her house, so she came out and. Oh, she came running out. Yeah, so I ended up in the hospital, and I, I was think I was more I was more embarrassed as well because you know I pee myself, I poo myself, I, my bike was wrecked, and everyone's looking at yeah. me like, oh, "Mom, I pee myself, I wrecked." My-. She's like, uh, "Excuse me," she gets the call. No, like, one <laughs> yeah, no one cares. Yeah. And meanwhile, the guy and the guy who drove the car, he felt really, really, really bad. Like he literally mm-hmm. he did. But again, it was another. Like if I could create a million ways to check out, I was trying to find every one of them. Seriously. Okay. So now you're up to your, before first grade, yeah. you've almost died three times. No, the one I had those, the other two okay. were later. The other, well, they true, tell me the true. near death was, or the kidnapping at that where I blacked out. They're like, well, that could kind of be yeah. one. Yeah. It was just, it was 
Crazy. Yeah, I would call it kidnapping with a gun to your head, a near-death experience. Yeah, that, I, I that was brought to my attention. I never put it in there. I was like, okay, yeah. the other ones, I actually left my body. Like, I thought that was yeah. it, you know? But I went, yeah. So, yeah, I just, I always say, I think I was mm-hmm. the kid that was coming through the birth canal like mm-hmm. scratching like my nails along, you know, in a horror movie when the blood's coming yes. and they're scratching them down the hallway and they're like, no, I said, that was me being born. <laughs> you no, weren't ready. Me back. <laughs> no, why, why am I here? And I think I came out and went, this could be really tough. So I was like, I, I gotta leave, like take me out. Yeah. Just, um, I can't imagine that just the physical trauma your body went through oh, yeah. by, you know, first grade. And then, I mean, just the physical. Yeah. Oh, and before bad. we can even talk about like the emotional trauma. Yeah. All right. Yeah. What's next? Yeah. Where do you go to next? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, because. When did you flatline? Yeah, when I was seven. I, fl- I flatlined at okay. seven. Yeah. When they were like, oh, we're going to give. So because <sighs> I had to, I was, a, you, I don't know if you, if they do this anymore, but when I was little, they would do all those pricks on your back to um, see what you're allergic to. Allergies? Yeah. I don't know. Cause mm-hmm. I couldn't yep. breathe. I, I, I was constantly struggling as a child with bronchitis mm-hmm. and pneumonia mm-hmm. and um, so it was pretty bad that way too. So, but, but also back then what I liked is I had this great, I did have this great pediatrician, Dr. Meningas, and he would come to my house. I was so sick. He would come and see me in my bed wow. and I loved wow. it. He would come to my bed. I'm like, is Dr. Meningas coming? So there was part of me that I, he was so kind and gentle. So I, mm-hmm. it, I don't think doctors make house calls anymore. <laughs> so I'm like, no. I lived in a small town until two years ago yeah. and they still do in the small oh, towns. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know yeah. if they did. Yeah. But um, yep. yeah, they basically said I was allergic to everything, the sun, the moon, the sky, the air, like whatever. So they were wow. trying to, they wanted to give me a medicine and my body's been always really sensitive to medicine that they could, that I could maybe breathe, open the pathways because mm-hmm. it was so hard with the asthma too to breathe. Is it like a steroid? They were I guess it was. So I went into the hospital, yeah. I was in the hospital and they mm-hmm. had, I was sitting by, I never forget it. I won't, the, the table here with the nurse and they had vials and vials of, I don't know, medicine. Mm-hmm. And she's like, we're going to start right. with the smallest dose. And as soon as she put it in, I just went, like I crashed, like I felt myself crash. Wow. And my mom said, they whisked her out of the room. I knocked all the medicine off the floor. And the next wow. thing I remember waking up and I had, obviously I was now in a hospital gown. I was really sore because mm-hmm. of what they had to do on my chest. I'm looking up and I'm, I'm like, oh, I'm back here. It was much peaceful there. It, for that first, that one, it was, I, I don't remember anything other than the peace. And I remember going, why did I come back? I do remember seven asking that. I'm like, ew. And then my mom said, that's when they told me what had happened. She's like, yeah, she got whisked out because they, you flatlined. It crashed, totally cut your heart off. Yeah. No more, wow. no more beating. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Thank God I was in the hospital. So, like I seem to have, yeah. I kept saying that, you know, when I look back, I'm like, wow, I had a lot of protection in different ways because there was these different people that would show up. Like the doctor, when I was, when they told me prepare, my mom prepare, she's going to die. We mm-hmm. don't know what's wrong with her. And then that doctor miraculously shows up or that we're with mm-hmm. this girl who's like, if she wasn't there, that was had her biker sister. brothers. Mm-hmm. That was a, that would have been mm-hmm. a whole other outcome of violation, like a whole other mm-hmm. way. So you know, I'm I'm thinking of all that. I'm like, wow. Like when I look back, I'm like, there's a lot of people that showed up at the right time. Yeah, mm-hmm. timing is everything. Yeah. So do you think that like in in that moment when when they come in, they're testing you and they're allergy you know, testing for all the things yeah. that you were allergic to, and then was all this residual? from like the traumatic like way you came into the world did you have we had a bunch of surgeries like is is, they're just long or or was it was it environmental I'm so everything you know what okay no no lots (laughs) obviously my mother was very Uh stressed when she was pregnant so I picked up a Uh lot of her imprinting but Mm -hmm. definitely like as an empath who was feeling everybody Mm -hmm. and like a worry Mm -hmm. wart like oh my god I was Mm -hmm. I was scared of the world obviously by five Mm -hmm. now you're obviously like I would walk around constantly as my body and head would shake like like my pedestal like this Mm -hmm. and people say you're having seizures and I would literally 
really be always like moving my head, looking around, like, is someone going to jump out of the corner? Like, I didn't like nighttime. Mm -hmm. I couldn't sleep. So yeah, the more of that stress and that anxiety Mm -hmm. and that Mm -hmm. fear, of course, my body, like, I had ulcers at five. Like, come on. Like, that tells you my level of stress. Level of stress. And they came in about six months after the kidnapping. So Mm -hmm. you think about that, you're like, and diverticulitis, and that's what they would label now. And you're like, I could not eat a mm-hmm. meal without sitting in the bathroom. Like I was the Tom's Pepto Bismo at mm-hmm. five. I would eat bottles and bottles, and I just sit on bottles. the toilet crying because it hurt so bad. But that stayed with me until I was in my thirties. Like that's that's wow. how I lived. I was I couldn't eat anything. I couldn't digest mm-hmm. anything. And I kept going back to the doctor, and then I'd get all more conditions. And I'm like. Why does this keep coming? Like it just one, yeah, and it was so stress. It just kept like yeah. so. Yeah, trauma. Side note. Yeah, it's <laughs> um, much, 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 much less um, degree. But I just had my first like uh, physical reaction to stress. Yeah. Um, but I'm gonna see if I can show you what everyone. I'm, I'm gonna show her a photo of what. So one day my face yeah. turned all red. See, and this mm-hmm. is the third time it happened, and it got red, and then. Yep. But four hours later, mm-hmm. see how I, I'm showing Tracy how yeah. swollen I got, and then a yeah. my yeah. and it was stress. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I can't. So tell me, yeah, yeah. I just showed Tracy the, my, my photos like, of yeah. Well, so much information. What I learned is when I mm-hmm. had to start to you know learn to repair and restore my system, I literally got mm-hmm. to the point where you know. I had to learn what was my body doing? Why was it reacting this mm-hmm. way? What is happening? Like mm-hmm. I had to ask, like I went the science route of what I do now first. Now I don't really need as much, but right. I was blessed to end up on a co-producing a film that had people like Greg Braden, Joe Dispenza, you know, Bruce Lipton, people like that science. Cause I I had to learn, like I, I, I had to go and go at all costs. I don't, I don't know what I'm going to do. Yeah. I will go stand on my head in the middle of the street. I got to go learn why is all this stress and trauma? Why is my body right. shutting why does down? Why it keep happening? And why right. does it keep right. happening? Why can't I get rid of it? Why is my body shutting down? Like I, I needed to go find those like I was a, a journey because it kept coming. Like I had an yeah. abusive marriage and then I went through it as a teenager. Mm-hmm. I went through a, a rape. Obviously you attract that, right? You got all this stuff. And mm-hmm. then, you know, as a teenager, you go freaking fucking crazy and I'm drinking and mm-hmm. I'm, you know, out partying and, you know, you just become mm-hmm. this wild. It, meanwhile, you're sick. You can't function, but you don't care, you know, mm-hmm. like so you're just... You yep. know, to me, I, I had enough awareness that I, I couldn't be around cigarette smoke. I would, you want to talk about balloon up, I'd look like the Michelin man, yes. severe, and even to this day, like I just, and I, I will never, I could care less. I never saw into drugs, but alcohol in the 80s was the thing of, oh, okay, well, I'll just drink more. And then, you know, the price I would pay because of my stomach and my ulcer. I didn't care at that point. I'm like, I don't care then. If I right. die again, then I'll just I might go as- with my friends and drink more, right. you know? Might as well have fun if it's going to yeah. be this like so much suffering. Like, exactly. Might as well have, find some sort of fun. Yeah. So when like were you able to you know finish high school, all of that, yes. get to college, you got yeah. married. Like how did you like when you said you started, you decided to start figuring out what? Yeah. Was that My in goodness. that moment? Yeah. Um, No, actually. So it was really interesting when I actually left my marriage. I started to. I called mm-hmm. myself a a closet, I didn't know what, like a closet person of reading different books. I go in the closet and I read things like Wayne Dyer and stuff like that. I'm like, maybe there is something more to this. Like, because when Mm -hmm. I, after the kidnapping, I opened Uh a porthole that scared me. I started seeing very dark Mm -hmm. things and I started feeling Mm -hmm. very dark things. And you could say, but I'm like, no, these are like not imagined. These are happening. But after a while, you just shut up. You say nothing because you think you're just weird and nobody gets it. But I started to... And you're also a I'm child. A child. <laughs> and they're like, it's an imaginary. Yeah. You just had this. Put it away. And I'm right. like... Yeah. But I'm like, no. Like, I could feel them. I could see them. It get, Like, things that were... Moved. My mom like, who moved that? I'm like, it wasn't me. Like, I'm not crazy. Um, so... The spirit world opened up in a very mm-hmm. kind of strange. I'm not into, I am like, like people are like you're grounded down. I'm not like, there's a lot of weird hooey wooey stuff. It's not really where mm-hmm. I go, but I'm open to, to everything because we're here. Here we are. But it's so I started to sort of wanted to know a little bit more. So around, okay, are there angels out there or 
what's this mm-hmm. intention thing? You know, Wayne Dyer had some good books. Let's read some of this. And I was like, some of this kind of makes sense. And when I when I left the marriage, something really interesting. When he well, finally when he left, and then um, and I had some successes along the way. Like I sold my first company at twenty six to one of Canada's wow. largest publicly traded companies, which is wow. still one of Canada's largestly traded public companies, Rogers Communications. What did you do? I oh. owned video stores that Blockbuster and Rogers couldn't get the market share from. And I was, so here's the thing. I went to university and I was going to be a teacher. And mm-hmm. I went to take my psychology test. It was all multiple choice. Mm-hmm. And I failed. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't get this. Like these answers make sense. So I sat with him and we actually went through all these other tests. And he's like, Tracy, you have a really high IQ. You, you need to leave school. I said, what do you mean? He goes, not for you. You need to go. Yeah. And he goes, every answer that you gave me is actually correct. I'm like, but you marked it wrong on the test. Wrong. You said it was wrong. And here I am thinking I'm stupid because I struggled in school and I never got school and I thought I was dumb and I had all this programming, like you're ugly, you're dumb, you're this. Like I was born without all my eye teeth, so I had funny teeth, I, you know, I shook. Like I just look like this little freak, right? And I was bullied all the time. So I'm like, he, but but this has made me feel dumb. And he's like, actually, the way you think and your answer is correct. But when there's multiple choice, there can only be one correct answer. But when you back it out in your brain, that's correct. So this guy actually saved my butt. I'm like, so you say I should drop out? Like, but I'm in third year. And he's like, he's like, I looked at your practicums for teaching. You're getting like 100%. They love you in the classroom. But when you do this work, you, there's no application for you here. Like, it doesn't mm-hmm, make sense. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, but that's most thing. They put, like my daughter said to me, mom, I got a $40,000 diploma, but I'm never going to use any of this information. And she does what she loves, but she didn't use any of that information, which is true, right? Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, yeah, she just needed that certificate. She gets the job of her dreams because she has it, but she says, I've not used one thing I learned in school. And I I can say this, Mike's husband's an English prof. So I learned a lot about universities. So I can say it with, you know, that conviction. But he said, you need to drop out. So I I did. And I had this opportunity going to business and I was only 21. I sold it at 26 for a lot of money back then. Of course, you know, then I went through a divorce and gave it all away. And you know how that works. (laughs) Felt shame. How dare you have all this money when you're young? Like, okay, I got to make it back. Yeah. So it was, it was this whole process where I did have those little wins and I did have the business side was fun for me. It was kind of like an escape. So I've always, that's where Mm -hmm. I've always been. But when I left the marriage, when he, when I had him leave, like he physically moved out, I can't explain Mm -hmm. it. It was like this weight just lifted. I could feel it energetically. And I met this woman that was my mentor for a long time. And she's mm-hmm. like, you're very tenacious. I said, well, I'm willing to do whatever, explore whatever, mm-hmm. because I can't live like this anymore. I literally am going to mm-hmm. off myself or and call it quits, or we need to make mm-hmm. change. And um, mm-hmm. she did a lot of energy medicine. And uh, she's no mm-hmm. longer with us today. But she, she, if it wasn't for her, I would have for sure died, for sure. I know without her intervention. Yeah. And the way it was so crazy how it was led to her. And then I got curious and I got curious about the science and why my body was doing this and why it was holding mm-hmm. on to trauma and understanding mm-hmm. like you're, we're born and we were like, oh, you know, your kids are born. Oh, a miracle, great. And then two days later, oh, whatever, miracle's over. Well, no, right. we're all miracles. Like the way our body, like, the heart goes first. And if you watch how the body is formed and it's so intelligent. So of course mm-hmm. it says the liver is like, yeah, you're not paying attention to me or your stomach. You're not paying attention to me. So people get sick because all those emotions. And then I mm-hmm. realized why well, I was getting sick because I had so many emotions and they didn't have anywhere to go. They were intense too. Yeah, these were not. They weren't yeah. They weren't just, these were not little yeah. emotions. Yeah. So how did you start processing that trauma? Um, actually, when I started to, because obviously I went to counselors, psychologists, and for me, it didn't work. I, mm-hmm. you know, I met some bad mm-hmm. ones that told me, stay in your abused marriage because I did. I'm like, what? <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm like, because you did? One, yeah. this isn't about yeah, you. Exactly. <laughs> well, I met another one. He was great. He's like, I, I met you both. You, uh, you need a dog. Okay. We're going to sit down and read. So he was uh, actually really good though. He reframed it. So uh, I have to give him credit. He was good. But um, it still wasn't working. My body was still really sick. So, mm-hmm. so I started to actually, I was studying 
explain the science behind the body. So now Mm -hmm. people are slowly understanding it. I did a lot of energy work. I spent time with oil. I started to realize what Mm -hmm. is my body saying to me? What is happening? Mm -hmm. So here's a a prime example. We had about three sessions and what came up in my energetic field was a lot of the trauma around the divorce. My mom carrying a lot of her imprints. And one thing Mm -hmm. that I realized at about the third session is so energies and illnesses pass down, not through genetics, but through imprints. And they've proven this through Mm -hmm. science, right? Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. when I went back, my great-grandmother, my grandmother, my mother, and I all had ulcers, diverticulitis, irritable bowel. We all endured physical violations in our body around Mm -hmm. the same age. So I started piecing this together. We all had, I developed with my second daughter where I had a near death with her, a very rare condition called venous engorgement. So I couldn't walk and my body turned black from basically the breastbone to my ankles. And I had like grapes, it looked like grapes hanging off of me. So the blood was pooling, it couldn't go. My grandmother had very bad veins and so did my mother. Weakness of life. So when they went to do the surgery, it was mm-hmm. like a bad version of MASH. Like, and I was flatlining. I was like, that, that is, my, my ex-husband, or my ex-husband now, but my former husband was, he laughed because he was afraid I was going to die. So, you know, very supportive mm-hmm. there. My, my anesthesiologist was like, Tracy, come on, you're looking at me. You can't, you can't check out. If you, if you doze off there, you're done. Like, and they were going really, really quick. So I had really pushed this in my body to the brink after mm-hmm. her. And the, so get this. So the third time, that whole vein stomach thing came up. Mm -hmm, Now, mm -hmm. I'm at this time about 34 and I cannot Mm -hmm. eat anything. So my whole life was like that. Eat, go to the bathroom, Mm -hmm. have a garbage can in front of you because you don't know if you're going to throw up or just have diarrhea. That's how every every time I would eat. People would think I was snotty because they'd see me come into an event and I'd, I'd put my head up really high and they're like, oh, she's not. I was looking for the bathroom because I was terrified <laughs> if I ate something or someone and I didn't want to be rude, I was going to poo my pants. Like, that's how bad it was. Right. And then when people right. who knew me knew, they're like, no, she's just looking. She's just got some health stuff. They try to, like, help me out, right? And mm-hmm. so after the third time of dealing with this situation with the veins and my mother and all this imprinting, I have never to this day had a stomach problem. Wow. So almost 34 years everyday living like that. And then I went and I ate something without even realizing it. Very just grabbed some pasta, which Mm -hmm. I could never eat pasta. And I grabbed this. I wasn't even thinking. And I'm like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Uh, um, I stopped myself because I'm like, I'm not going to the bathroom. I I can eat. So I call a bulldog. I'm like, is this normal? I, I, I ate food. I didn't run to the washroom. I'm not bellied over. And she goes, yeah, your body's repairing. So that was it for me. I was all in. I'm like, okay, I want to know everything because that was life changing. Life changing. Even Mm -hmm. if that was the only thing that moved, but then that changed. Yeah, worth it. Yeah, Yeah. because you can't eat. You go to a restaurant. You know how bad it is. You go to the restaurant and you eat a little bit, and you're in the bathroom thinking, "Oh my god, everybody's hearing me. I don't know if I'm going to throw up. I'm smelling the bathroom like crazy. Like those are the things going through my head, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, were you frightfully skinny? Oh, anorexic. Like if you if yeah, you literally yeah. put me a hundred feet away from you, you could mm-hmm. see you could count every rib bone and my tailbone, mm-hmm. like on, or my butt bones, you know, at the bottom. You yep. you could yep. see them hang out. Oh, it was gross. It yeah. was like Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. oh yeah. Man. And imagine you're so not, when you started you're not keeping minerals in yeah. our nutrients, right? No, yeah. Nothing. Yeah, yeah. 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 I was uh celiac. I'm celiac and I found you know? out like six years ago. Yeah. 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 Uh, what a difference. <laughs> Once you start processing, getting vitamins and minerals, yeah. I had no idea. What a difference. I had no idea. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. yeah. Huge. So this is that moment where you, you know, where you leave the doctor and you were like, I have to do something because yeah. they said your body is falling apart. Yeah. And so you have now started down this process. Yeah. And one, the, so the first thing you started was you were able to eat again. Yeah. What else did you find and oh. uncover and turn over? Oh my God. I don't even like, like I said, the abandonment, mm-hmm. the not feeling worthy, yeah. the not feeling good enough, yeah. the, oh, I better do it all on my own. Like I got good at basically uh-huh. she said to me, wow, you have taken care of yourself since you were two. And I, it's just, mm-hmm. my parents mm-hmm. had no skills. That's it is. It's just what it was. It's yeah. not a, it's not a judgment on them. And she's like, you have taken, so I developed this. I'll do it myself. I can do it all. Mm-hmm. I'm taking care of my kids. I'm making the money. Like I just, I got into this whole 
space of just do, do, do. And I became mm-hmm. a master, which I had to uncouple because I was so afraid to really look in. I was the busiest woman you'd ever meet. Uh-huh. Oh my God, I could fill up a whole calendar from morning to night. So I didn't have to look at what was going on inside. And yep. when I started to realize that, and I realized like, oh God, I was mean to myself. Like every day, I probably told myself a thousand mean things a day. You're a loser. You're not mm-hmm. good enough. People don't like you. You're too tall. You're too this. You're like, I would, the queen of saying that. And people would say, really you? I'm like, oh yeah, I was really mean to myself. So I started mm-hmm. to realize I was mean to myself because it was a, I was creating this protection too. And then it also led to, well, then nothing can disappoint me. So yes, you know what I got really good at? I used to call it reverse manifesting. I would say so many okay. bad things, hoping that that one good thing would show up. And then I'd go, look, it showed up. Look, it showed up. Yep. Oh my God, isn't that great? It showed up. Yeah. Yep. Like it was, yeah. <laughs> so it. you realize, and I was like, why is my stomach like that? And then I started to realize I'm an empath. Okay, I'm super sensitive. Mm-hmm. Those things mm-hmm. I see, I'm not crazy. Cause I see, feel, hear, I go in and out. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm not crazy. Oh, okay. I'm not crazy. Well, that's good. All right. So yeah. yeah. And then I started to realize all that abandonment when my dad kicked us out and then how all these other things that were leading to that. Mm -hmm. Because I had, I was a queen of attracting unavailable men. And I'm not talking like men that are, people always think we say unavailable, oh, they're all married. Um, No, men that don't have emotions. They're not available to be with you, right? Yeah. 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 It doesn't mean just they're married, everyone. (laughs) Yeah. No, people think that. They're like unavailable. I'm like, no, emotionally no, unavailable like emotionally unavailable <laughs> those are out there too but i'm like unavailable <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> i think they all have a script it's like yeah buddy go away like they all have the same yeah. line you're like i see so many women like yeah that's in line just tell them to go away <laughs> yeah that's line four yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i love it so you started like you started going in basically and things started just like an onion you're yeah. peeling off the layers yeah. off the layers and then what started happening to your life it literally all changed. Like it, I mm-hmm. I can't, now I've been on this path for 18 years. So, you know, yep. there were yep. days I begged. It, it's not an easy path all the time. It's why a lot of people don't do it because mm-hmm. you got to look inside. I spent a lot of time after I, well, you know, became awake, going, crying in the mirror going, oh my God, I do that. I got to stop. Oh my gosh. And mm-hmm. dark nights of the soul are real. Like people say, I did this on my Instagram the other day. I was saying that, you know, people think it's all, I don't know, roses and unicorns. I'm like, no, it's pain. There's, it's pain. Mm-hmm. It's a lot mm-hmm. of pain. But yeah, there's still darkness, even though you, I, I see you and I'm looking at you right yeah. now and you're full of levity yeah. and, and life. There, there's, yeah. No, I had to. You don't eliminate the darkness. Oh, I had to go through it and mm-hmm. I had to look mm-hmm. at it and say, well, why was I moving that? Why was I attracting that? What did mm-hmm. I learn from that? Not just, I was like the biggest martyr victim ever. I'm surprised I had friends back then. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, oh, right. oh my God. Like, oh my husband, oh my God. You know, I'm like, holy man, I wouldn't listen yeah. to me today. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck are you thinking? <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. But, All these yeah. things are happening to you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yes. but you do, and it's like peeling the onion. So what I noticed was, mm-hmm. you know, it was the, you know, all the things. My health was number one, so my health got better. Because I would say without your mm-hmm. health, like, you know, if you're not feeling right. good, you know, I started to mm-hmm. have gratitude just to get out of bed without pain. You know, it was yeah. like, that was a miracle for me. I'm like, oh. Yeah. And then that's, that, that went into other things. Then, it, you know, when I left the corporate world, you know, and I left and I was like, I don't want to be here anymore. This is not me, not resonating. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I was in the in the banking side of alternative investments. That's where I moved to later. Freelancing. I'm like, I can't do this. This is snakes and suits. This is selling people out. I'm not doing this anymore. And mm-hmm. um, so, you know, I got to do what I love. And I and that was scary. You know, you're like, am I going to because when I know for me, when I jumped into what I'm doing now, Everybody was like, well, Trace, you, you have your kids. And I was faced with go downtown and have a $400,000 a year job or start your mm-hmm. little business over here and see where it goes, right? But I was like, right. that's a lot of money for a single parent, a lot of money, uh-huh. right? So I'm yep. like, but I knew it was also a task because deep inside I was craving to want to be back into things that I loved. And I kind of went, you know what? I'm not getting any younger. If it doesn't work out, mm-hmm. I'll have something else. I was getting to that point. So... And then it just blew up in a good way, right? So it was 
life became, everything started to fall in, in place. And it doesn't mean I don't mm-hmm. have a bad day. People, I'm human. It doesn't mean mm-hmm. that, you know, challenges don't come up. But where those challenges in my life or an illness or something was year after year after mm-hmm. year, it's a day or a week, it's over. Very right. big difference. It's a reasonable, yeah. yeah, it's a reasonable amount of yeah. time. Whereas you were, you were carrying around stuff for so long. Oh, forever. So this is a wonderful segue. I'm like, what do you do now? Tell us about, because I, yeah. I talk to so many people that their personal story absolutely affects yeah. their, you know, professional story. And yeah. I want to like, how, what did this bring to you in your professional life? As you've obviously mentioned it. Yeah, I do. Um, yeah. I, energetic coaching. So I teach people. Mm-hmm. So I, I'll say my first dream was to work with, I wouldn't recommend this to anybody, 30 people a week. <laughs> I thought, oh, that'd be fun. So all of a yeah. sudden I have 30 people a week and I've got a 12-month wait list. I'm like, oh dear, I have no life and this is no fun. So I had to go, okay, this, <laughs> this is, is not fun anymore. <laughs> so I yeah. started teaching. So I teach a lot. I have my radio show. I wrote a book I um, about, mm-hmm. you know, I impart everything. So I move energy with people. I show them where the blockage is. I work with a lot of companies too where, because mm-hmm. your company is energy, right? So yep. uh-huh. yeah, it's energy. It's a family. People forget. They're like, look at mm-hmm. their family. I'm like, well, you have a company or you work at a company. That's another form of a family. So mm-hmm. I go in and I look a lot where the block is in the body, what's causing that, start to pull it out. And then we work together. And so I do a little bit of the one-on-one, but I do a lot more group and more bigger corporations now, just because I like having, it's it's easier to work because I work with large groups. It's just, it's easy, right? So I when mm-hmm. you have a, you get a big wait list and then you feel bad because you just, mm-hmm. you physically just can't get to right. everybody can't that way. Get to it. So yeah. I, yeah. So now it morphs. So over year, over the years, it morphed and I'm getting mm-hmm. ready to release a second book. And, and I like that. It took me like nine years to write the first one. <laughs> 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 I'm like, oh God. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, but it's, I, I really enjoy it now. And it did, it keeps morphing. It keeps changing. It keeps shifting. And mm-hmm. And I like it because I see people that have come through the same things I have. Like a prime example mm-hmm. of a woman, incredible soul, been through so much. And she's in her 60s, a diabetic, extremely overweight, told like, that's it, insulin. Well, she's pretty much that's off it. her insulin. Mm-hmm. She's losing her weight. She's happy. She's like, oh my God, Tracy, I'm happy. I'm like, wait. And she was like, her whole life has just changed and she's like this is not always easy work like what i said but she's like i'm so glad i stuck to it because she's proved her doctors wrong like i did i said that diagnosis Mm -hmm. is only yours if you accept it there's always Mm -hmm. something else to look at and some of it goes quickly some of it goes slowly but i like people to understand that they're in charge of their life so often we give that power away like i did i was like well they need to tell me they need i don't like that i like to empower people with information and tools and things they can do at home and then you know when they need help then i you know help move that and shift that off and it affects every quadrant of your life it you mm-hmm. can't just focus like i focus a lot for people it's you know it's health they usually show up health and and finances are usually the two and i those are both mm-hmm. my backgrounds so it's easy Mm-hmm. Yep, you have a perfect combination yeah. there. Yeah, yep. it's both backgrounds, but I see people with their business. I see people with their relationships. Like it's, it's we're just we're just here working our way through on our journey line. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I like to say is, if you saw me twenty years ago, some of these pictures, people are like, oh my god, you look like you're ninety years old. It is the best wow. fun thing uh-huh. because, like, I even forget to wash my face at night. My boyfriend's like, you never, you don't have like any, he goes, my, my, my like girlfriend, long-term girlfriend before you, she's like, he's like, she spent hours putting her makeup on and at night, all these mm-hmm. creams and lotions. She's like, you all have nothing. Like, what? Well, it's like, you just go to bed. I said, no. And he goes, well, how, how is this possible? He was asking me and I said, you get happy. You start to get the energy mm-hmm. gets off the body. It becomes out of the aging line into the journey line. And the journey line is about health and vitality and life force energy. The aging line is something institutions have made us believe that we need hundreds of lotions and potions and creams mm-hmm. and, and, oh, mm-hmm. you're going to have 40 years old. You're going to need those glasses. And it, it's like, glasses it's, and yeah, at 50, like and, yes. I should be in a wheelchair by now, according eye to them, right? Eye creams. Eye creams. And all, I, yes. I don't even know what eye cream is. I've never used one. And people Seriously. are shocked. They're like, you yes. don't do any of that? I'm like, no. And mm-hmm. I will give you a little tip here. So my Olga, when she was my first mentor, who's no longer with us, when I met her, I said, dear, how, how come you look so young? Like, I look 20 years older than you. How come you look so young? She says, do the work. Get rid of the energetic bags. 
you will see you will mm-hmm. start to naturally de-age. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't need lotions and potions because I had no money. Like when I yeah. started senior, I'm talking like I was right back to being broke after like I mm-hmm. I would save back then 150 bucks to see her once a month. I didn't go out. I didn't eat out. I would just have to save because I had everything else had to go to the kids and to my bills, right? Mm-hmm. And she's like, trust me. And I never forgot that conversation. And she was right. <laughs> she was right. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. That's- Mm-hmm. You save a lot of money on creams and lotions and potions. Yeah. You don't need. You don't need. Don't. No. Don't need it. Agree. I like a sunscreen. Yeah. Well, that's different, <laughs> but that's different. I because, know. Yes, I know. Yeah. I and it's, if you're in hot countries, like where I live, it's minus mm-hmm. fucking 50 degrees every day, like Celsius, mm-hmm. like minus. Like I, right. I have, I have right. the biggest fur winter coat that anybody's ever seen because, you know, it's like so cold up here. It's like freezing. Yeah. You'd be like, I'd love to need sunscreen, <laughs> <Yeah>. right? <laughs> I lived in climates and places where the snow was like 10 feet high. You need snowshoes to get yeah. to where you were going sometimes. And, you know, those face masks. You couldn't show any of your skin. You, any skin. <laughs> you're done. Yeah. You're done. So, yeah. yeah, but sunscreen's different. But it's it's um, yes, in warm climates, that's one thing. But, yeah, it's it's yes. within you. And your body then naturally mm-hmm. knows how to regenerate and rejuvenate and restore. And that I became fascinated with. It knows. It, it knows. Mm-hmm. Once you learn what to do with it, it knows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, this is a wonderful, like we're getting to the end here, but I would like to open it up of like, is there anything else you want to share with everyone before we, you know, before we do fun questions? Fun question. You know what? I just, for people listening is don't give away your power. Don't think that it's ever mm-hmm. too late. Don't go, oh, I'm mm-hmm. this age. It's, it's too late. It's not too late. Your mm-hmm. dreams, your visions, what you can do to your body. It's just, it's starting to learn and understand. And if you're willing mm-hmm. to take that in, especially right now, there's been so much mm-hmm. narrative pushed on people of fear, fear, like get out of that and start to realize mm-hmm. we're actually moving to a better earth. But I always say it's like the birthing process right now. It's going to take time. <laughs> yep. yeah, so it's going to take time. You've had babies. I've had yep. babies. We are in like heavy the contractions. contractions are starting. There's nothing yes. coming down the birth canal yet, but we're in heavy contractions. Nope. But it's also. Eat some ice Exactly. Chips. <laughs> lots of them. But it's, it's also to remember that we are dismantling 2000 years of institutional way of being and and your mm. body remembers that your body knows when it's felt like maybe suppressed or enslaved so be kind to yourself be gentle to yourself mm-hmm. and realize there's so many amazing people out there like you and I being able to have this conversation and connect and mm-hmm. that that want you to succeed that want you to be mm-hmm. empowered mm-hmm. and don't let anyone tell absolutely. you absolutely no. don't let anyone tell you no absolutely Absolutely. And I love what you just said about there are people that are like, there's everyone is rooting for you. Yeah. yeah. You know, they really are. They are. And if, and I, I would, I would say if you think the world is against you, maybe yeah. rethink it, you know? Oh, well, for sure. You know, somebody asked me, I created mm-hmm. this, I call it the TLC community of extraordinary living. So whether people are on the mm-hmm. free Facebook or they're in academy, it doesn't matter. It's not about that. Why mm-hmm. I did it. People ask me and we're, we're opening, um, a non-denominational ministry of people where they can come and have Mm -hmm. wishes and feel supported because I was so alone going on my journey back then. Nobody was really aware or awake. And I said, I want a place that people can just show up and say, I need Mm -hmm. some help. And they actually know you're there. You're there because there's no reason to feel you have to go through anything alone. You're just in the wrong circle. That's it. Yep. All right. Those my questions. Ready? Mm-hmm. What was your first car? My first car. Oh my god! It was a Sunbeam. Oh, do you even know what a Sunbeam was from Europe? I feel it was like a, I do. You might in the states. There was a few. Yes. It was this little yes. blue. Okay. It was funny because oh, so yeah. in the eighties, uh-huh. driving around, the uh-huh. gas gauge didn't work. The speedometer didn't work. <laughs> didn't it work. was a, yeah. It was all my sister and I could afford. It was like hundred bucks and we would drive it oh, to school and it had the fuzzy little, you know, wheel thing on it. Steering and wheel thing. We would all yes. be like, did you take the car? Yeah. Okay. Did you put some gas in it? Oh, I don't know. No, no, no. And I don't, can't tell you how many times we ran out of gas. I cannot, nothing yes. worked and we couldn't afford to fix yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> no speedometer, but uh, back then there weren't police on uh, every corner. So no one, it, you did, just right, it didn't matter. <laughs> it didn't matter. When I yeah. was, when I was a kid, my mom drove a, uh, 
a car that speedometer broke like three months after she got the car. You put your foot on the gas and it went 85. Yeah. Like it just, and that was, that was as high as the speedometer went back then miles per hour. Like you could, yeah. the speed limit here in Texas is 80 now, you know, but you put, woo, so, you know, it was a, they yeah. wouldn't even know. They wouldn't even have a clue. So I said, we didn't, yes. we never knew how fast yes. we went. We just knew we had to get to school and get home or go wherever. And we just yeah. putted along. Yeah. yeah. We, we had a oh, funny looking car. It. You can Google Sunbeam. You'll um, have a good laugh from the seventies. Yes. <laughs> I feel like I know what that yeah. is. Yes. Okay. How old were you when you got your period? Oh, I was in grade seven. So I must've been, well, how old are you in grade seven? 12, 13? 12, 13? I was in grade seven. 13, I remember that. 13, yep. And it was the yep, end of yep. grade seven because I used to love to play baseball. And the first day I got it, I was supposed to have a baseball game. And that was something that I would pitch because I couldn't run around. So I could pitch, okay. right? And, uh-huh, uh-huh. and so I had a game that day to pitch and I didn't go. And it was it made me happy because it was something I could do sports-wise where... Mm-hmm. I didn't have to run, right? And uh, I never was yep, able yep. to batter her because I couldn't run that much. And uh, yeah, I was I had to miss the game because of my period. Yeah. Yep. Yep. The world had ended. I love it. Ah! <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> it does. It does for a minute. Yeah. yeah. Hey, now I'm counting for it to be over. I'm like, okay, I, I'm yes. done. I said yeah. women need an yeah. off switch. Done having children, turn it off. Can't. Why can't we have <laughs> what, 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 voluntary? Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I, why? Yeah. Why? I'm done. I hear you. Can we just stop yeah. this? I every day I'm like, wind <sighs> it down, wind it down, wind it down. I'm wind like, I'm down. fifty. Well, stop. Just stop. Please. <laughs> Please, I know. (laughs) (laughs) Toilet paper, over, under, or you don't care? I don't care. I don't care, but most of the time it ends up being over, but I don't care. As long as there's toilet paper, they're not picky. (laughs) Yeah. What's the last book you read or what are you currently reading? Of course, Audible. Uh, Yeah, I'm always on Audible. Oh my gosh. I, Mm -hmm. um, I think I actually still have it on my desk here. I do. Mm-hmm. I actually, somebody that I met sent me this book. I'm just almost finished. I'll tell you the title of it. Yeah. Activate Your Vegas Nervous System. It was a doctor that sent it to me because he was oh. fascinated by what I did. So, uh huh. Yeah. Yes, I'm glad you. I have a friend who's in grad. No, she's in, but, but anyway, beyond grad school, yeah. she's, um, Anyway, yeah. PhD. She's always telling me. So the Vegas, oh, yeah. you know, oh. she's always giving me her nerve updates. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, the I always mm-hmm. look at the para. Oh yes, mm-hmm. I'll tell you your central nervous system, vagus nervous system, mm-hmm. intrinsic, para, sympathetic. Mm-hmm. Those they mm-hmm. carry so much information. That's what I learned. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I love reading. I love reading people's biographies and stuff, but I I read a vast amount from stuff like this, science, and then all of a sudden medical. somebody uh-huh. like science and medical. But then, you know, I'll get somebody will send me a book about, did you know that this ancient scrolls and these Book of Enoch's, and then I'm like, oh, well, that's kind of curious. I'll read that. I, I'm so open. I just, I get into it. I, I love so many different genres, just not horror. Oh, I, I don't this. read horror. No yeah, horror. I don't. Yeah, I, I don't. Or I don't like music. I can't scary do it. movies. Yeah, no scary movies. I don't for like me scary either. movies. No, no I don't. Not, yeah. I don't need to feel that no, feeling. I can't do it. So I'm, I'm not sure because you live in Canada, mm-hmm. but cilantro. Yes or no? Or do you call it coriander? Uh, we call it cilantro. I actually okay. like it depending on what mm-hmm. it's in. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I do like it. Yes. When you drink a latte, mm-hmm. you know, or when you, when you stop by, um, you know, a coffee place, whatever, mm-hmm. and you, you're ordering a cappuccino latte, yeah. what milk do you order? I actually order heavy cream. <gasps> you're a breve. Or you're a heavy cream. Yeah. I like heavy cream. Uh-huh. The reason, uh-huh. because I don't, I own. Uh, coffee for me, like a cappuccino, is a treat. Uh huh. So it's a treat. It's a so treat. you're going all out. So mm-hmm. I don't. Um, I'll have it like maybe twice a month. So uh-huh. I, for me, it is a treat. So I get it the way I like it, mm-hmm. and always has to have cinnamon in it, mm-hmm. and then one like a stevia or something. That's my stevia? treat, and then okay. Charlie and I go okay. for walks. <laughs> <laughs> Off to the dog park. Yeah, this I, I believe I can answer based off your first answer. But can you drive a standard transmission? I sure can. Hey, mm-hmm. I grew up in Saskatchewan. On, yeah. <laughs> it's farm country. So, yep. oh yeah, you got you got to learn. Uh, my grandfather was a dairy farmer. Yep. You learn how to drive all of them. And actually, mm-hmm. I prefer to drive that versus same. Yeah, yeah, same. Yeah, same. It's a lot I more have, fun. Yeah, I have a 1974 Volkswagen Beetle oh, that nice. obviously is a, like a three-speed. Um, nice. But I, I 
also have four children. So that's like my car. Yeah. And then I drive, I call it their car, a minivan. <laughs> that's crazy. My mom, I'll tell you, my mom, mm-hmm. when I was, when she, when we got kicked out of the house, I was three. That's mm-hmm. the car she drove. And a Volkswagen. Yeah, the black mm-hmm. one. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. An orange one. Yeah. Um, we, I think we already know the answer to this though. With the family of origin, you, it was you and your sister mm-hmm. and she was older than you, right? Yeah. Yep. I, I so have do, actually though, I do have... Um, uh-huh. Half two siblings? half siblings, two half sisters, and a half brother. But I don't, I don't, oh, well. I, don't I don't know my half brother. Your father went on to have a children. He with did, a woman. and then my mother went yeah. on as well to have another okay. child. Yeah, yeah. So you're kind of like in the middle, but maybe just the youngest of two. Yeah, and that all because you were raised with your yeah, sister. Yeah, I was raised with my older one. So yeah, we didn't mm-hmm. see my dad and his side that mm-hmm. much. So yeah, really, Very he didn't. Strange. He didn't really. No, <laughs> I couldn't have guessed that from the way that. <laughs> Bye, guys. My girlfriend's here. Pitch your stuff in a, in a garbage bag. We threw some things in a garbage bag and out we went at midnight. Yeah. Bye. If that doesn't give Bye. you abandonment issues, I don't know what does, right? I don't know. Bye. Right. <laughs> Bye. Yeah. yeah. What was your kindergarten? Do you have kindergarten? Yeah. We do. We do. <laughs> okay, what was your kindergarten teacher's name? Oh, I loved her. Mrs. Kavanick. She was my oh. best buddy and I would invite her always to my birthday parties, even after <laughs> kindergarten, and she would come. Oh, that's, she's a gem. She, she was, was a gem. gem. She, and she had this little doll, Pierre, that Pierre, at the end of the day, if you were good, Pierre could sit on your table. And oh, oh you always wanted Pierre oh, on yeah, your Pierre. table. But she was, you know what? I don't know if they have teachers like her anymore because mm-hmm. she knew I was sick. She knew and she would sit with mm-hmm. me and she knew I couldn't go outside at recess at the time. She would stay with me. She came to my bird. Like I said, like, that woman mm-hmm. was like a saint. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. She was she was mm-hmm. incredible as a teacher. Yeah, incredible. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, what's your middle name? Lynn. Oh, same. You too. Yay. There you go. Yay. I mean, I saw it says Reverend Tracy L. Yeah. So, and, and this goes, I say, I always thank my parents for giving me new, new names because it's Tracy L. Clark. So my initials are TLC. <gasps> TLC. So- our community, although it says the TLC community of extraordinary living, the TLC, I didn't name it that. The mm-hmm. people named it that. That's not what mm-hmm. it was named. And then they're like, but your initials are TLC. I'm like, TLC. oh my. And, and it's good because my, I'll tell you guys, your names are important. My sister, mm-hmm. my older sister, <clears throat> she was named after Kimberly Clark, the Kleenex box. Okay. The Kleenex company, Kimberly Clark. Uh-huh. Our, yep. She, she did take off a lot of, whininess like the Kleenex box. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I said to my parents, thank you for not naming me after a Kleenex box. Kleenex box. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Name, no, I, off, off, I can tell you, my kids, I love names. Yeah. That's why I ask. I, I just love yeah. names. Anyway. Hey, we both got good middle names. Hey, yes. are you two ends or one? Two. I am two. Yeah. I mean, yep. a lot of people yep. are just one, so... Yeah, yeah, that's not no. the same. No, not the same. <laughs> not the same. That's why we get along. They're not the same people. Yeah, they're not the same. <laughs> but how many Jessica Lynns, by the way? I was born in 1979. Yeah. It's a very, it's a, there's a lot. Is there's it? a lot. Yeah, Jessica oh, was a very common name. Jessica, but I don't know Jessica Lynn. I don't know if I've heard that one as much, but mm-hmm. Jessica was common. Yeah. I had um, an employee. Uh, for five years, her her name was Jessica Lynn. <laughs> oh my god! So you had to have nicknames Jess, for each other. I, she was Jess, and I was Jesse. But yeah. it got a little confusing Just for a people. Bit. <laughs> she oftentimes is like, "I'm not married to Daniel. That's her." You know, <laughs> she all has a new husband, a new family. Yeah. Whoa, it's like some yeah. bad horror movie there. <laughs> yeah, thriller. Yeah. <laughs> well, those are my questions. Yeah. So, where can people find you? Where can they connect you? Where do they, you know all the things? Um, I just say tracyalclark.com. That's where everything is. That's where they can find the social media. We're doing an overhaul of the website right now, so bear with us. (laughs) It changed. You know what that's like, and now they're going in and fixing and cleaning. and Mm -hmm. Making it look pretty. Yeah, there's Mm -hmm. lots of things they have to do over there. But basically, the nuts and bolts are there right now because we were just Mm -hmm. going through some branding. But they can go there, and um, that's where the social media is. That's where the Uh, to connect or if they want to learn more about the book or whatever, they can go there too. So... It's um yeah, that's easy. Very easy. Cool. I like to keep it simple. Is your, 
Yes. Yeah. Kiss. Keep it simple, stupid. Yeah, exactly. I say that all the time. All the time. Yes. Like, Let's do the kiss method. <laughs> That's what I say. Yes. Yeah, I don't like ours. Absolutely. <laughs> the easy button. Exactly. All the way. Easy, exactly. easy, easy. <gasps> Remember when Staples oh, yeah. had an easy button? I teach with that because I do. You I teach it? with it. I have it because I say to people, like, and I joke oh, I about it. it when I'm doing live workshops. I'm like, okay, uh-huh. easy. Is that easy? Like, and it's, that was easy. And it's like, and people actually pick. <laughs> It up. I said, look in your life, walk around and say, why are you making it so hard? What's the easy mm-hmm. way? And a lot of them went out and bought the button. They found it. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, oh my God. Oh, yeah. I yeah. need one. I've got to yeah. go find one. You hit it on your All desk. Right. Yeah. yeah. I yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. Yeah. All right. Well, I just remind everyone that you can find me uh, at LaJoy Society, which is L-A-J-O-I-E Society uh, com, and also on Instagram. It's the same. It's LaJoy Society. And I have decided that when everyone rates or rates or reviews the show, that a gnome gets its hat. I love that. <laughs> so give, give a gnome a hat today I and rate the that. show. I love it's that. like my version of an angel gets its wings. I love it. So, I love it. So give a gnome a hat today, everyone. <laughs> and we'll meet here again next week. And thank you so much for your time and your story, Tracy. Thank you so much. Everything much up to this point has led me here and there's nowhere I'd rather be than to be here. All the things that made no sense is made cards left on tape